Hello and welcome to Real Talk episode 48. I'm here with two of my lovely co-hosts as always, Tyler and George. Pam is unable to join us today. He is still away at the minute. Um, where did you say it was? Michigan? Michigan. 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 Yeah, right. I, I bet that just sounds like some foreign random place to, to you, right? Like, I, I, <laughs> no, bet, no, I doubt no, you hear I much can... about Michigan. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, it reminds it, it, I feel like it's like a Montana or some shit where like, not much is going on there. I'm assuming anyway. Basically. Um, shout, shout out to our listeners from Michigan because there will be. Some. <laughs> Good save, so got, good save. Yeah, we've got a few things to talk about today, as usual. Before we get into everything, uh, we massively appreciate all the support we've had recently. Uh, we finally got break broke that threshold of the 1.2k ratings on Spotify, and also more importantly, we finally hit 4k subscribers on YouTube as well. Uh, so one more, one one more thousand, and we can release merch. So uh, you know, be excited for that. Um, so very much, thank you for that. And I was, of course, just you know. Follow us on all socials, help us out. It really, really helps us out. The shares, the likes, we really appreciate it as always. Before we get into everything, we have got a few reviews today, and then we're going to be doing a Pixar top 10 and bottom five. So it should get a bit controversial. I'm sure many people will be annoyed, and that's perfectly okay. Before we get into everything, I want to see how both of you gentlemen are today. Uh, Tyra, I'll start with you. Obviously, you've had quite a eventful week, I guess. Yeah, I had a, I had a hell week, basically. So for my, my work... I had like a leadership, some part of like a leadership development program. If you guys are young in your careers listening to this, I'm sure a lot, a lot of companies have something similar. It's like a three year rotate around the company, experience different positions, experience different, different locations. But we have a yearly leadership development conference we have to go to. And that's where I was this week since flew there on Saturday. And today we're filming this on Friday. I just got back this morning. So basically the entire week, um, I didn't want to say before I went there because I didn't want to dox myself, but we were at the University of New Hampshire, and I we st- we all stayed in the dorms. It's like 300 people in our company, ages like 22 to 25, so just basically a bunch of like fresh college graduates back in the dorms once again. No air conditioning. It was bloody awful. It was humid as hell in New Hampshire. I'm not used to that being in Phoenix now. But yeah, basically every single day, like I just finished my time card for the week, 86.3 hours for this work week alone. So more than double the sta- the average I would do for my career. So every day it was like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. nonstop. It was like, I swear they like made the week to design to be like psychological torture, like literally because, so like Wednesday alone, the morning we had to go do a high ropes course, which basically we did stuff like with a harness in 20 feet above the ground doing kind of like risky high ropes type stuff. So like gets your adrenaline pumping, gets the fear of heights. And right after that, we had to give like a 10 minute presentation that was like personal about our life to a room of like 50 people. So you go from like the heights and scared of like adrenaline junkie type stuff to immediately giving like a public presentation about something personal. And then right after that, we immediately had to go into like doing this like six hour long task. So I swear they were just trying to break us all week. But yeah, it was a long week. Obviously, like people know, like I was pretty much non-existent on like Twitter and stuff. I did film. The day before I went, I filmed like 22 TikToks. Like I stayed up all night. I slept for 30 hours before or 30 minutes before I got on my flight. Um, so I have I have been posting TikToks, but I've been so disconnected this week. I've literally just opened up TikTok, like pressed post, and then like kind of logged off. So now I'm home for like less than a day because we're filming this. I'm gonna edit this, and then uh, Riley and I are going right on vacation to Northern Arizona to unplug for the week, which I much need. So gonna also once again be pretty much non-existent on socials gonna try to have my phone out like basically zero for the next like four or five days i will still be posting tiktoks real talk and all that will be posted as normal but i'm gonna try and unplug as much as i can to try and get some 
trying to get a break after this last week, which was a hell week, which definitely drained the mental health. But I'm home now. I'm back. Back in Phoenix, University of New Hampshire, if any of you went there. It was a fun campus. It was fine. Whatever. Cool. But I'm really happy to be out of there. But, yeah, I'm happy to be talking to you two. It's been yeah. two weeks since we've talked. So that's me. I know. It feels like a long time, doesn't it? It's yeah. a long time. I don't like it. Does it does feel like a while. Honestly, last weekend I was like, damn, we're not. It felt weird. Yeah, it? it did. It felt, it felt really weird not weird. waking up on a Saturday or a Sunday, like getting my podcast stuff ready, logging yeah. on and shit. Really bizarre. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely need a vacation. Obviously, like you sent us videos of where you were staying and stuff like that. I mean, it's rather mm-hmm. unusual setting for a a man in his mid twenties. Right. Like, when do you leave? When, when do you leave college? Actually, like twenty twenty two ish is probably the average. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. So, man in mid twenties, we'll go with that. George, <laughs> how have you been this week, my friend? I've been good, man. Um, just telling Tyler before we hopped on, uh, I play, I've been playing a crazy amount of tennis this week. I was out in the 85 degree weather on Saturday, last Saturday for like three hours, Sunday for another two hours, Tuesday. And then yesterday I played for two hours. Um, so I'm just like physically beat right now. Um, I, yeah. I trekked out to Long Island yesterday for, for a match. And after the match, like, going from the Long Island Railroad to the subway and then walking like three avenues and a couple blocks of the apartment. I, I thought my legs were just going to give out. Um, so I'm, I'm physically exhausted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym right after this and like end my week with more physical torture and then just absolutely relax this weekend. Um, I'm happy we're recording this on Friday evening because I'm not setting one alarm this weekend. I'm sleeping however long my body wants me to sleep. Um, but other than that, uh, pretty uh, standard week. A um, little bit busy uh, with work, um, but nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, so just a physically taxing week, a mentally draining week with work, and now I'm excited to sleep as much as possible this week and hopefully check off some movies off my watch list. Yeah. You've been doing a lot of rewatches at the moment, George. That happens all the time. Like if like these weeks where like I'm just mentally drained, physically drained, I have no desire to like pay attention to a movie. Yeah. Um, So I just toss on rewatches at least this week with the rewatches. It wasn't like the Batman or La La Land. I I rewatched films I haven't rewatched in a very long time, um, which we'll go over when we talk about what we've been watching lately. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of a lot of rewatches lately. So hopefully this weekend, maybe I'll check a couple off my watch list. I will say when, you, you when talked you're... you talked about like the 85 degrees and like I after this weekend I'm just going to shut up about like Phoenix heat because obviously on a college campus we walk like I was going to so many buildings like every day like just like just like when you're in college you walk you know miles a day you get like 15,000 steps just walking all the way from building to building and just like going everywhere by foot it was like 77 like tops like it wasn't even hot at all it was like 77 to 80 but it's like I don't know. It's it's similar like ish to New York maybe like just that New England atmosphere is like eighty percent ish humidity every day, yeah. and I was just like sweating through my shirt every day, and it was like seventy five yeah. to eighty, and I was just drenched in sweat every day, disgusting, and like there's no AC in the dorm, so I was just like sweating the whole week. Whereas here in Arizona, it's like hundred twenty, but there's no humidity, so I don't really sweat because like the, there's no moisture in the air, so like when you're outside, the sweat just evaporates immediately off your skin. I would much prefer to be like hot as shit. And just not sweat rather than like yeah. it being like literally a nice day out. But I walk, 
outside for 20 minutes. I'm like sweating. I'm like, what the hell, man? This is disgusting. So I will New shut York, up New about York's Arizona's pretty... temperature. <laughs> I texted you right after I played tennis on some, on Saturday. I was like, I don't know how you do Arizona because I just played tennis. It was like 80 degrees. I can't even imagine playing tennis in like 100 plus degree what's, weather. What's 80 degrees in Celsius? Oh, God. Uh, 30. Don't okay. make me do math. I feel like New York weather might be similar to here then because 30 here is hot. New York is just stupid humid. Like I can't even walk a block to my cleaners without sweating right now. Like it's it's yeah, so that. goddamn humid. And then like I think I told you guys this on another podcast episode. Coming home from work, like wearing a button down and like dress pants in the subway station, which is it, whatever the temperature is outside, add twenty degrees to that, and that's the subway. It is the most miserable thing in the world. And if you get a subway that doesn't have AC, I actually feel like I'm going to die on those subways. That's what they're like in, in London. Some of those don't have ACs. Man. It's... No, I'm talking, bro. Like when, when I went to Comic-Con, and then it was like, it got up to like 30, 35. So like around 90 uh, Fahrenheit. And you got on it in the middle of the day and it was packed and you can't move. And you go on the... I'm talking the old tube stations, George. The ones with no AC or nothing. The horrible. I was gonna say you keep ragging on the tubes, but like I had a great yeah, experience with them. I feel like how busy were they when you went on? Not them? busy because so we we were tubing like during the work day, so like no yeah, one was yeah. out. We were like tourists while everyone was at work, so like it was never really busy. Yeah, you should try on a weekend. Like it's crazy. It's horrible. I, yeah. I James like even dies. No wonder Walking Phoenix's Joker did what he did. It's all starting to make sense. Those subways <laughs> in the heat. Can make any man go crazy. And that wasn't oh, even was... a busy one either, was it? No, that was straight no, empty. Was empty. <laughs> was Imagine our Arthur Fleck on a New York City subway at rush hour. Bro would clip out 20 people at once. Uh, as far as as far as my week, pretty, pretty standard to be fair. Nothing, nothing much to talk about. Have I told you guys I did anything this week? Anything no. like big? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm losing track of time. I, actually, I feel really ill at the minute. I got ill like three days ago. Now I feel ill again. It's really weird. I don't know if you've ever had it where you've given someone an illness and then you've caught that illness back. I think that's happening to right now. That's a rare occasion. That's well, a very rare just... occasion. It's horrible. But I've watched a few films and stuff, ticked up a few things this week. Uh, got a pretty busy week next week in terms of work and stuff like that. But without further ado, I think we'll go on to our first review. Uh, obviously, Talk To Me, uh, the new... A24 horror um, that got the Australian A24 horror that was released by the two YouTubers, which, and that, that fact has now become redundant. I, I know it's been released by YouTubers. Like we don't need to, it's become the interstellar fact. It's, it's, it's really you, you know, beat to shit below six feet below ground fact of a movie that it's we all made. of them. It's Did you guys the, know Michael B. Jordan used a lot of anime influence in Creed three. It's the same shit. It's yeah, the same it's one shit. Of, it's one of those. Um, me and George watched it. Obviously, we. When did you watch it, George? I think it came out the week before last. I watched it on the twenty eighth. Yeah, I watched it last week. I don't. I don't remember when. Maybe Thursday. I think. Yeah, Thursday. I watched it Friday. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Um, obviously, to give you a brief synopsis before we talk on, you know, rough things, we always take too much time on this. Cause I think, especially if you want to go into spoilers, George, we can. There's, there's, not, there's not much to spoil, I feel. I mean, no, you know, not it, really. it's an A24 horror film. You kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Although, do you? Because I would argue it's better. Well, yeah. than, than some, anyway. Rather. But when a group of... 
friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes uh, terrifying supernatural forces. Me and George, obviously, uh, big, big horror guys in general. I know George likes it. If you want to give you like brief thoughts and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really liked it. Um, I, I know not not an original thought but i i do think this is the best horror movie of the year not that i think it's been a particularly strong year for horror uh, but even outside horror i i think this is sitting at my seventh place ranking of the year or maybe si- uh seventh place ranking yeah, of the year right now um and we 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 recorded the episode with the raiders boys like a few days earlier and i wish we did it after because yes, i would have loved to have this in my top 10 for that episode um but no, the the one thing I loved about this movie was just how unique and how refreshing it felt, which really just kept it unpredictable. Like I never knew which way the story was going to go, which I absolutely love. Um, a, a lot of times, especially with like, you know, the, these insidious type movies, these jump scare horror movies, you kind of, you you know when the scares are coming, you know exactly what to expect. Um, but Talk To Me really kept me on my toes. Um both from like the the perspective of not knowing when the next scare is going to come and, and then just story wise i yeah. i really like could not predict where this story was going to go um and that's one thing i really loved about this movie it just felt so unique and so refreshing and then the horror was just again and we we talked that we we were talking about this uh, the two of us the other week um it really is not as scary as I think a lot of people are making it out to be like, I, I truly, I, I'm, not, I'm not even just saying this because I want Tyler and cam to watch a horror movie. I really don't think you guys would have a problem with this at all. They were like disturbing scenes here and there, but those disturbing scenes weren't like frightening. They were more so just like, that's disgusting. Um, yeah. uh, and, and that's another part of the movie that I absolutely loved. Like, you know, We'll get, you know, we'll, we'll, whenever we put our spoiler uh, flag up, that's when we'll talk about the scene specifically. But yeah, there were scenes here and there that just like had my jaw on the floor. Um, this was also such a fun uh, theater experience. Like my theater yeah. was into it. They were like very audible, which I know, Seth, you don't love, but like I like when I, I like it when I, when it's a film that allows it to be like a barbarian. When yeah, like yeah, exactly. That. It was just a lot of like, Oh, like a lot of yeah, like yeah. reactionary like audibles um w- which i really enjoyed um but yeah i i thought i i went with a four out of five and i know we we saw this on letterbox a lot of our mutuals are right there at a four out of five like a lot yeah. of them and I, yeah it's like across the board it's just the most consistently above average horror film i've watched like it never like exceeds to like the point of like being truly great but it never dips down to a point where i'm like okay that was lackluster like everything across the board was just consistently good which i really enjoyed um so yeah overall i went with a four out of five i really liked it um it was unpredictable it was frightening it was disgusting to look at at times um you know the story kept me on my toes the acting performances hit the comedy I swear the first half hour of this movie was a horror comedy and it yeah, worked okay. like crazy. I was loving it. Um, so yeah, four out of five for me. It's in my top 10 of the year right now. I 
don't know outside of like Maxine. I really don't know the the lineup of horror movies we're getting for the rest of the year. But not this year. Well, not yeah. for us anyway. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, for you maybe not, but for us, I think Maxine is definitely this year. Um, but either way, I'll be hard pressed if if I find a horror film this year that I like better than Talk to Me. Yeah, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I actually looked at my things before this. I think this is my highest rated horror of not only last year, of not only this year, but last year also. Ooh, that's a, uh, I think I, I want to check that actually. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, I've waited to the 2020s. It's I yeah, it's very much at the, the higher end of horror. Unless you count like Bones and all, which I kind of don't to be honest yeah i don't count that as a horror bit of a weird one uh but yeah i I really really liked it i think like you said it was refreshing it was original it was like it was silly which i liked especially in the first half and it it had these like absurd moments and like you said i don't i didn't find particularly scary and i think that tyler and cam would be fine with it and most people out there who aren't well versed in horror and kind of want ease the way into i think this is the perfect point to do so mm-hmm. it's more on like uh you know capturing the feeling of, of loneliness obviously from uh the loss of a loved one which isn't really a spoiler you can see that in some of the snobs yeah like that. um and it's just it, it, it's kind of confrontational creepy there are some really disturbing uh and weird sequences i don't even know if it's disturbing kind of just weird um you'll know which scenes they're on about and, and just there are some scenes which kind of are so self-aware with how silly it's being. George, I'll put one over to you in a second, but the I'll just say the feet scene, for example. Yeah, that was so uh, funny. I'm surprised that's the one you went with. Well, there's a few, to be fair, but that's just... The there's one, one with a dog that really stands out. Oh, uh, yeah, me. of course. Yeah, yeah that one's well. <laughs> um, but it was just impressive because it's, more, it's even more impressive because it was a full-length uh, Darius Hall debut, especially horror. Horrors, man, like... Some of them are so bad. You you watch five horrors, four of them are going to be bad nowadays. Yeah. Modern horrors going in a trend that personally I've not enjoyed, enjoyed as much. Um, but I think this this really captured some originality. It took a, a supernatural spin in a new direction that I haven't seen much of before. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't anything revolutionary, like you mentioned. Like I wouldn't. Uh, it's not something I I think is incredible, but I think it's very very good and a really solid uh, debut. I also think that um, it's just Un, you know unquestionably impactful i don't think the the commentary offers you know with like the the loneliness and stuff like that it's nothing you've, you've seen it before um but it did it in a way where it was just effect, effective and i also thought that the main girl uh sophie sophie wilde she was great really really good yeah um, she was really great and i did actually have a look into into, into her kind of filmography i guess and she's only that was her so she's only actually been in previously one film um and then she's got two films coming out this year which i don't really know what they are but that's she's only ever acted one film prior to this um i believe what it says a lot of books anyway and that makes it even more impressive and i was and i actually think a lot of the uh the the actors were pretty like most of them i haven't got much credits or anything like that they were almost amateurs which and makes I, I it like even more impressive that like there really wasn't like a false note in the acting. Like Apart everyone from board. Oh, who? I nearly screamed when I saw Eowyn on my screen. Who? She, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Eowyn. Which one was she? She was the mom. Bro, that's Bro. where I knew her from. Yeah, yeah. She when I Dude, saw her, on the screen, I, I swear to crazy. God. During the movie, she popped up on the screen, and I looked at Sophie, and I was like, "Who the?" fuck is that i was like i know that face somewhere because that was like the one i guess <clears throat> high-end re- reputable actor you know what i mean 
Like she was funny. She had she had the she one line where she was talking to her son and her son's friend, and she was like, "If I catch you with alcohol, I'm gonna punch you in the face." Yeah, she she was funny. I really liked <laughs> her. Um, we can touch on some like spoilers, I guess. Uh, there's not really too much to spoil. You kind of know. I'm looking right now. Sorry to interrupt. I'm looking right now. I think I of from this decade. Um, I think I would have this as my fifth ranked horror film. Really? I have I would have Nope and Malignant at one and two, in my humble opinion. And then I think the only other ones I would take above it are Watcher and Mad God. Oh shit, yeah, Mad God. I always forget that's like yeah. horror. Yeah, I'd like my, my other four out of five is the menu. I think I'd still take talk to me. X I wouldn't and consider that. It's a yeah, movie. I wouldn't consider the menu a horror. X and Pearl, I would think I would still take talk to me. Last night in Soho, the black phone, scream five and six. Yeah, I think this would I would take talk to me above all of those. Maybe it's a little bit of recency bias. I'd be curious to see how this holds up on rewatch, but right now yeah. I'd have it as my fifth ranked horror movie of the decade. I'd I'd have it fourth. I'm just looking now. I'd have uh, Titan first, then I'd have. I still haven't watched Titan. That's fucking great. Uh, then I'd have Bones and All seconds. The Night House first. Uh, Never watched third. that. Very good. In fact, yeah, I think it's on Hulu for you guys. You'd really okay. like it. And then, yeah, I'd have it fourth. That's a that's a huge compliment, really. A huge compliment. Is there any specific scenes you wanted to touch on? I assume that there will be. <sighs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's uh all right let's put our spoiler warning out now uh so obviously you've seen the movie um spoiler alert um the one the 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 first scene that like genuinely like put my jaw on the ground was when the little brother was possessed obviously and out of nowhere this dude starts beating the fuck out of his face on anything within crazy yeah. It was, and the the thing that, and it's going to sound fucked up that I'm saying the thing I loved, but the thing I loved about that scene is that like the camera doesn't move. Like you watch this kid just beat the shit out of himself. Like the camera, there's no like techniques to like make it look real when it's not, it's you're looking at it and it's gross. Yeah. And then the end of that scene, when like the sister tries to put her hand there that like I felt that in my hand, like I oh, felt that when pain. when he had but straight on the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like crazy. I felt that pain, and then same thing. The next time he wakes up from the coma that he's in, and he tries to fuck up the back of his head on that fucking steel wall or whatever it, it is in the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. Yeah, 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 disgusting, disgusting. It, but that's also what I'm saying about this movie. Like, like yeah, there are moments that are frightening. Like there are moments where I was like damn what the fuck is about to happen but this movie is just more so like disturbing and like unpleasant to watch than it is like frightening in the way like an insidious or a conjuring is yeah i agree i think it's like it's so obviously the the we're in spoilers now so i can i can can say this obviously the main the main character um basically lost her mom and it's a whole thing about she uh, when she first uses the hands the summoning hands she basically speaks to someone in the room who's been the mom is in someone in the room and she speaks to her mom whatever um and then her friend's brother who she's like really close to use as george mentioned he goes doesn't go particularly well for him he goes and he berserk, bro. possessed and his whole thing about he's basically in hospital now and every time he wakes up he's trying to kill himself and it, it really relies on this like visceral brutal imagery and I, I do like how they how they put that in there because i think a lot of horrors nowadays will shy away from it you don't see much in terms of 
goal. It's because I, I feel like a lot of horrors want to lean towards that PG-13 rating just to pull in larger Money. audience members. Like, like Megan did. For yeah, example. yeah, exactly. Megan literally Megan exactly did, yeah. like Megan did. And I think that it's, they kind of, like I said before, you know, the, the issues of, the whole thing about it is the is the, the, the medical cons- um, mental consequences of, of losing a loved one and kind of the, the isolation you feel and sadness, especially when the main character isn't really close to a dad. Um, and the idea of that is something we've seen before, but it was executed well. But the the what I would say is the most impressive thing about this film to me is you wouldn't know this was a debut. It was technically really no. impressive. Yeah, it was a really? very like competent film. Like there was no instances where I was like, that's very like amateur-esque. Like it really felt like either one, I knew it was a debut and it felt like they had just spent years perfecting this movie or two, this wasn't a debut at all. This was a very experienced, two very experienced filmmakers. It it had that sort of like feel to it, which I loved. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what they're gonna do more because they managed to combine the first, you know, the first act, there was was some really funny moments in there. Like I'll go into to one scene that really, you know, uh, the feet scene, and then you can say the dog scene. So that there is one sequence where they're basically, um, they've come over from hospital and the main character's ex-boyfriend, who is the uh, boyfriend of the the kid who's in hospital's sister, right? They basically go home together because um, I think it's, he hasn't got anywhere to stay. So yeah. she invites to her house. Not in like mm-hmm. a, you know, a relationship way or anything like that, even though they still, you know, they still they still want to get it on. They still got it. They still got it. And then there is a sequence where uh, basically she she so she falls asleep and then what is it again now, Josh? Who comes to the room? I can't remember. Who is it? Oh, it's just some old guy or, or some old girl. Yeah, some old it, woman. No, yeah, they, that's it. Yeah, yeah, an old yeah. woman comes in the dream. Yeah, and like it, she she wakes up and she thinks she's seeing this old woman like crawl across so, the floor. Yeah, and then the old woman starts like sucking on this this man's feet, sucking the like, shit out of this man's crazy. feet. <laughs> and then basically she's like awake, and then finds out that she's the one. And the guy's like, "What are you doing?" It's so. Yeah, that was fucking that, disgusting. <laughs> that ruined me. If you want to say about the dog scene as well, so. I mean, the dog scene is so much fucking, I think, worse. The, the the same guy. This guy's getting fucked around with left and right in this movie. It was disgusting. Yeah, the, the same guy who got his toes sucked at the beginning of the movie did the hand thing. And he, like, immediately falls to the ground and starts, like, dry humping the ground. And then as he's doing that, the dog comes up to him. And like they start making out with each other, like, and the camera, bro. Again, the camera is on them, like really close to them, and I'm like three rows back, staring up at this, like, gee, what the fuck am I watching? Right, that's kind of like what I like, though, is the fact that they don't shy away from being self-aware. Though, no, they went for it. A lot of this absolutely went for it. Like a lot of this is silly. It's almost like. Um, I can't really think of another example now, but a lot of it is silly, like a a malignant, for example. Yeah, it's there very, is, it's very campy, but like there was enough like really frightening, disturbing sequences that like pulled this movie back to like being a great horror film as opposed to being like a great campy horror film. Yeah, exactly. And they have actually—I don't know if you saw the news—they already they've already uh, filmed a prequel 
for it. Oh shit, I did not see that. They've already filmed the prequel. Um, it's pretty in early stage, but I think they've already filmed or in the mid midway through filming a prequel for Talk to Me, uh, on the basically the hand and the and and the, like the the demons and stuff origin, which I think Ooh. would be really interesting. And now I know how what they can do, makes me even more. Yeah, excited. now I'm even more excited. Now, now that I've seen the film and I'm like aware of these two guys and like how capable they are of like fucking fucking me up mentally i'm all for it i want to whenever you're ready i want to talk about the ending cover it what happened did did she jump into traffic or was did the sister push her into traffic um that was my first question out of the theater it's interesting because i think it's one of those that i have to watch again but i would assume that she jumped into traffic See, I don't know. I think the opposite. Because really? if, because this, I don't know. Because the sister was sprinting down that hill because the girl was obviously about to throw her fucking brother into oncoming traffic. So, but I don't, I, it, it's just, just that was one way, of those, was, like, yeah, go. I was just saying that was the only way that she knew how and to find out how, how to save him. Yeah, exactly. Was to but, kill him and get the, the thing, the possession out of him. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. know it's like fair. one of those up for interpretation things where it's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if she threw herself into traffic or if she was pushed or whatnot. But I loved that, like, there was no happy ending for her. Like, she's now dead and she is who people are going to be summoning when they use the hand. Yeah, there's a lot to like, look into. I, th- I think I would lean towards one way. But then again, I think it it might be her dying is a reliever of what she's been going through. Yeah, I could I see that as well. That. Like, I could see her having decided to kill herself to, like, end her suffering. Obviously, not knowing that if she were to kill herself, she will just be on the other end of the hand now when people use it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really, really good film. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it a lot. It. I, I want to see it again. Good. I really want to see it again. I want I- Victoria to watch it, honestly. Yeah, I want Anna to watch it, but she never fucking will. Like, there's literally zero chance. But I rec- obviously we say like, I recommend anyone who listens to this who isn't a horror aficionado will still go and see it because it's not that. It's people really talking, not. Yeah, people are going to lie. It's the scariest film ever. Like, it's it's uh, not. And you it's you not. should err on the side of caution if you're like, if you get woozy or like you can't stomach like really disturbing. Yeah, it's more gore. the gore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, there's really there was one jump scare which really was effective when the dad started running at her. Also, dude. Oh, that was that was good. That was a really good scene. The scene when she puts a knife in her dad's throat, I saw that. It was like, again, I say this about a lot of movies. It was like watching a car accident in slow motion. Slow motion I yeah. knew exactly where this was going. Like, as the dad was, like was coming ones. in. Yeah, there was two dads. As the real dad was coming into the room, I knew as I saw her going to grab the scissors, I was like, this poor man is about to catch the worst of this. And it, it just immediately she puts it right in his throat. And I was like, fuck, I knew that was coming. That's what I mean, though. Like, even though part of it was of a predictable nature it was still unquestionably effective in the way it was yeah handled. that was um, that was again another scene that my theater just audibly let out like a, oh no I, I never get these experiences like it's crazy barbarians the only ever film oh ever. really bro yeah, i had v- between talk to me and the blackening my theaters were like loud they were audible yeah. they were reacting to things that which was, I, I, I quite like that in a film like that to be honest it's different it um, worked not like an annoying like like 
MCU movie where like people yeah, are like yeah, 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 screaming yeah. and clapping and cheering. It's just like people are just reacting, which I loved. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely go and see if you can. Me and George really enjoyed it. I give it a four. George also gave it a four, but we might go, up, might go down and rewatch. We want to obviously have a look. Um, but before we go into our picks, I'll let George quickly touch on uh, his number one film of the year, which is <laughs> is it a remake? It is a, a remake, remake. and I and remake. I've never yeah. seen the original, but it is the original in... binds. So I I've never seen it. Um, yeah. So very very quickly, yeah, I watched the new uh, Haunted Mansion movie. Um, I, I can't believe I wasted my time on this film. I, I texted you guys. I fell asleep for like a half hour. And I can't remember the last time I fell asleep in a movie, in a theater. Obviously, if I start a movie late in my apartment, I'll fall asleep. But in a theater, I cannot remember the last time I fell asleep. But I was in and out for, for a good like half hour. It just, it, it felt like the biggest money grab piece of shit you could ever watch. And it's not doing that at all. It's and it's not really doing really that at all. Way. It's flopping yeah, it's like really crazy, lovely. which honestly, I don't even think that's a, like, because of the movie being bad i just think it came out at a poor time with barbie and oppenheimer and now talk to me is taking away a lot of audience members yeah. and also why the fuck are even victoria said this why are you releasing a haunted mansion movie in the middle of the goddamn summer anna said the same thing she was like why would you not release it around october time like, really that's just so the, the worst decision making i could have ever seen um my my review of the movie on Letterboxd is they must have offered Lakeith Stanfield a bag for him to say yes to this. He's was he so the main much, character? He was, yeah. Okay. He he is so much better than this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was just the most bland, uninspired film I, I, I've seen all year. Um, I, I really did not have a good time with it. Um, I'll leave my thoughts there. I'm not I'm not talking about this film for a while. <laughs> it Does sucks. it follow? Just to, just so I know, does it follow like a two parents and a kid who go to move to this house? And it's like this big mansion in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so the, it, butler and the woman, you find out the woman, spoiler, but you know what I'm going to say. Is that, is that, is it the same? It, yeah. So a mother and her, and her daughter and her son move into this mansion. It's haunted. Lakeith Stanfield plays this like ex scientist. Oh, so there's no um, husband with him this time. No, 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 no. no so the, spoilers. The the main woman's husband passed away. Because um, that's but, what happened in this one. In yeah. the old one. But Eddie Murphy was the husband who went in with them. So there's an extra. No. Oh, I've never seen the original, so I don't know. But yeah, and then Lakeith Stanfield plays like this ex-scientist who basically like built this camera that can take pictures of ghosts. So they hire him to come into the, the haunted mansion to... I figure shit out. I don't know. And then Owen Wilson is there too. So is uh, Danny DeVito. It, uh, it, weird, 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 weird. It's a stupid right. movie. Don't, 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 watch, don't watch it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, we will get into our Pixar rankings. Now, what we said, we thought this would be a better idea. We thought we we're going to do a, a top 10 and a bottom five. Uh, we'll probably do it like we usually do. So we'll go 10 to 5, and then from 5 to 1, we can speak about stuff in a little bit more detail. Uh, but we'll start off with with the Pixar 10 to 1. I'm going to go with Tyler. Obviously, Tyler hasn't spoke in a while. So if you want to give us your 10 to 6, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so... Uh, whoops. You're on mute, yeah, my friend. Yeah, my bad. So I will say that the, the my Pixar ranking has a little bit of an asterisk, asterisk to it because I don't have them all logged and rated on Letterboxd, which means... That I've only seen, I think I have like 15 logged and there's 27 total. So that means I've seen 15 of them within the past 
what is that like year and a half now when I started letterbox, but I've seen like 24 out of 27. I think there's only a couple like onward. I haven't seen. And then the other ones aren't really coming ahead. That might be the only one I haven't seen, but because I don't have them onward onward would not be in your top 10, but it wouldn't be in your bottom. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be middle for everyone. So I think it's fine. Perfect. Well, well, even with that, like since I don't have stuff rated exactly, like some of my top 10 is a little bit like guesswork and stay on my bottom five, but I'm, I feel good about the movies in there. But, like, when I officially rank them, you might see the exact order switch up a bit. But that being said, the disclaimer out of the way, number 10, hot take. I have Wally. I mean, it has to be in your top 10, but I think a lot of people have it a lot higher. Um, I don't know exactly where you guys hold it, but I know, like, the general consensus would have Wally as, like, a top three Pixar movie, probably. Yeah. Um, number nine, I have Monsters Inc., which I know, Seth, you're really, really high on. Maybe, the high, probably, like, as far as real yeah. talk guys, I think you're the highest on it. Um, so we'll probably Spoiler. hear, yeah, we'll probably hear you go on it. I mean, you talk about it, you've talked about it on the pod several yeah, I times. Do, I do like it. Um, God, so yeah, stop mo- ruining the excitement. Monsters yeah, Inc. I, I enjoyed a lot when I was a kid, and then I rewatched it what like three weeks ago or so, and I still really liked it. And that's kind of a disclaimer I was going to say before the bottom five, but just in general, Pixar like they have a, they have some misses, but there there's only like two Pixar movies that I really just didn't like like absolutely hated but there's so many that like i'll watch and i don't like them but it's like i didn't feel like i wasted my time or hated them there's even there's at least like two movies or maybe even three of my bottom five pixar movies that like i didn't hate watching them i just like they're the bottom they're in the pixar, bottom five pixar's a very good company very that, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so um it's tough to rank these all but uh so 10 wally nine monsters inc eight we got toy story two uh seven finding nemo six toy story three uh, the Toy Stories for me are all pretty neck and neck, but Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, yeah. Toy Story 3 rounds out my 8.76, and yeah, there's my 10 through 6. That's kind of how I expected it to be, to be fair. I think I know most of your top five. George, 10 to 6. 10 to 6, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's such an interesting, because like, I ditto what Tyler said. Like, Pixar's a really consistent like franchise, and like even our top 10s, like, if my number 10 is one of your number ones, I'm not going to like be upset about that, like at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, my number 10 is Toy Story 2. Um, I, I feel like this is the the forgotten bunch of the Toy Story films. Um, obviously, three and one, everyone holds very highly, and four is just because it's the most recent. But I think two is still an incredibly solid entry. I agree. Uh, people don't speak about two as much as people about three and one. Yeah, I mean, which yeah, makes yeah. sense. But it's still, so good. yeah, I still think it's top 10 for me. Um, number nine, I got finding Nemo. Um, this is just like one of my most rewatched strictly because I was obsessed with it when I was a child. I I absolutely love this movie. Um, number eight is, is the British fan favorite Ratatouille. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, I, I do like Ratatouille as much as I rag on it, um, which I don't rag on it. I just rag on how much you British folk hold it so highly. Um, (laughs) but I do like Ratatouille a lot. Number seven is up, um, and, and there's been recent discourse that I've been seeing where people are like, oh, you only like up because of the first 15 minutes. And it's like, no, but that's a big part of it. I like the whole movie. Um, and then number six is where I have Wally. Um, I, I hold Wally very highly on both my animated ranking uh, list and my science fiction list and my movies that take place in space list. Um, I, I really, really love, love Wally. It's look at humanity as well. It's, um, it's science fiction elements are just really solid to me. So Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Up, and Wally are my 10 through 6. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> so I will go for 10 to 6. My 10 is Soul. Um, really, really good, actually. I, I do need to give an honorable mention here because I, I can't not. Monsters University is very good, and that is all I'll hear about that one. Okay. Wow. You're you... gonna you're gonna hate my bottom five. Frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way. Uh, I'll go Soul ten. Then I'll go uh, Coco nine. Uh, probably the most no one of the most recent watched on this list. Really, really good. Remember, uh, no... remember when I said if your ten is my one, I'll be upset. That's not your one. Okay. Is it? No, I don't uh, believe that. You're fucking. Find it wasn't out, his bro. ten; it was his nine. <laughs> oh, he's your nine too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've given it away. <laughs> um, my eight is one that you haven't. You guys haven't mentioned. I, I'm a lot higher on this than most people. I will be honest, and that's Luca. That, um, that's my number eleven. I, I was gonna shout it out as an honorable mention. But yeah. Such a huge fan of that film. I think it was so I think good. Ham is also very high on Luca. He's actually as well. not. He's, he's well. He's, four star is high, but he's like yeah, I've got yeah, it at yeah. four and a half. I really okay, love okay. Luca. Uh, then I have. Toy Story 2, like George said, the Forgotten World. He's so good. Oh, stinky Pete, man. He was a, he was an he was an enemy. He was so bad. He was so good. He was such a good character. I really, really Toy Story 2 was incredible. I I'm with Tyler, so my uh seven is Toy Story 2 and my six is Toy Story. They're very, very close together. Uh the first one. Um the second. And obviously the third, which will come soon, obviously. Um, but yeah, Toy Story. I have Soul 10, 9, Coco, 8, Luca, 7, Toy Story 2, and 6, Toy Story. Tyler, do you want to give it your number 5? Yeah, so of course at number 8 was Toy Story 2, number 6, Toy Story 3, and number 5 for me is Toy Story. I think the first three are all very close. I feel like the fourth one's yeah, a love-hate relationship. Some people really wish they didn't have it come out. But for me, I mean, I haven't seen it since like it came out in theaters, but I really liked it when I saw it in theaters, well, so good. I haven't rewatched it. Good. I think uh, it was still definitely a fun addition to the franchise. It's not top 10 worthy for me, but uh, so I guess that's spoilers. My top four does not have Toy Story 4 if you're holding your breath for that one. Shocker. But Yeah, my number five is Toy Story. It's... <clears throat> It's iconic. Like I watched it so much growing up. Um, I was a huge, you know, Buzz and Woody fan. Like had the action figures, dressed up as them as much as I could. Just always run around the house, screaming to infinity and beyond. Um, I, I need to rewatch. It. It's been forever, but I remember seeing like a clip of it like recently, and I was. It's just funny when you're a kid, or just in general. I feel like with movie technology, whether it's animated or live action. You don't really think of what things look like in the past until you go back and revisit them. Yeah. So, like, pick, the animation of the original Toy Story took me by massive surprise. I saw a clip. I was like, did it really look that? It doesn't look bad, but you know what I mean? It's like kind of like, wow, did it really look that, like, dated and aged? And that just kind of speaks to how advanced animation technology is nowadays. But it's the same with live action, too. But, yeah, when I saw that clip of it, I was like, I feel like it did not look that, like... Rough I actually compared prefer to it to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying it in a derogatory way, but it's just like in terms of advanced animation styles. Yeah. I was like, man, it's it was a lot more elementary than I remembered. But yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's. A, no one can have a top ten Pixar list without like. I'm gonna say no one can have a top ten Pixar list without at least two Toy Stories in it. Otherwise, that's just crazy. Wait, yeah, which Toy Story did you have at five? Was it three? Or was it F at five? I have Toy Story one, but at six, I have Toy Story three. So and then seven and Toy Story two. Eight Toy Story two, but yeah, they're all neck and neck. The only thing Finding Nemo's breaking up in between them, but yeah. Oh, rip, George, give me a five. Uh, we'll continue talking about Toy Story. My number three, my number five. Apologies, is Toy Story three. Um, I, I really love this conclusion to like the OG trilogy. There's so much heart. Um, it's also just like one of those movies that just speaks volumes to like 
growing up and, and letting go of your childhood and kind of maturing. Um, but also it's a, it's a reminder to like, never forget about your childhood and just appreciate those moments as much as you can. Um, I'm not one of those like haters of Toy Story 4 at all. I think it's a rather good movie, but I do wish the trilogy had just ended with Toy Story 3. I think it was just such a fantastic ending and we didn't necessarily need a sequel to it. But again, I do like Toy Story 4. Um, but yeah, Toy Story 3 comes in at number five for me. If, if Toy Story actually was a trilogy, that would like on average be my like third highest trilogy ever. I think it would be like higher than The Godfather. I'm pretty sure. What would average. be number two? Wait, am I forgetting something? Uh, uh, Cornetto trilogy. Oh two yeah, five, yeah, of course. Four. Yeah, your top two trilogies are like your favorite hard. movies ever. So yeah, those will never be topped. Yeah. It would yeah, be Toy, Toy Story trilogy. The OG trilogy would definitely probably be top ten for me. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, my five is Wally. So there you go, Tyler. George, you had it at like six. I had it at six. Yes, sir. I had it five. Tyler had it at. Where did you have it, Tyler? Was it like eight. Number 10. Oh, wow. I will say, though, like looking at my rankings, my number three through all get changed. Eight are like all interchangeable. Yeah, same. same. Yeah. I, I, I don't even argue like my top five. It's just so close. Yeah. Like I think my top two are like fairly cemented there, but like three through eight, I, I could have rearranged these in any order and been happy with my ranking. Uh, my five is Wally, as I mentioned. Um, I think I think Wally is fantastic. It's personal. It's intimate. It's it's great showcase with the environment. It's 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 loving. It's it's just a joyful watch. It's a gentle watch, and I think it's one of Pixar's, arguably Pixar's most intelligent film, um, especially when it comes to kids' work as well. I, I would have Wally at my five. Tyler, I, I like that uh, gentle what? watch. It's, it's a never, gentle watch. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna start that. That it yeah. reminds me of like I adore this film. Like it's a very, it's a very endearing yeah. compliment. To I don't know if I've ever said gentle watch in my life. Yet. I was gonna I say I've never heard really it just in my pulled life. It out of me though. I, I like that a lot. I really thinking of that, that little guy just pulled it out of me then. <laughs> uh, Tyler, do you want to give you a number four? Yeah, my number four. It, it almost feels disrespectful putting a number four because I love it so much. But that again speaks to what we've already been talking about: how Pixar is so consistent, and they've been consistently great. I mean, they've made twenty-seven films, and I think there's like at least fifteen of them that I would not bat an eye if anyone had in their, like their top three, honestly. So, uh, number four for me is Inside Out. Absolutely adore this movie. Um, it, it's super emotional. It works for me. Uh, I, I have like another layer added to it because it's like she's moving, like her family moves, or like. I, my family didn't move, but it's like moving from Minnesota to somewhere else, trying to get used to it. And that's like where I'm from. And obviously the girl's name Riley, that's my girlfriend's name. So the Riley Minnesota connection, make it even better for me. But yeah, inside out is awesome. I didn't even watch it for the first time until I don't know if it was, it was either early 2023 or late 2022, but really it was because of George just always talking about it and hyping it up. And I finally was like, you know, I, I put this Pixar off for too long and I, yeah, I loved it from first watch. That's what I'm saying. For everyone listening, I have elite movie taste. You know, if I give you, you a recommendation, me inside out though. I'm not sure. Did you watch it? Yeah, it was fine. Okay, well you're wrong. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I so, care so much. Yeah, I know you do. Please uh, rewatch George, it. No. <laughs> Although you can say George Anna has it like number one, so that should make you feel a little. Anna, better. listen, that IQ, her listen, her Goodfellas rating holds it down, but what about her Empire Strikes Back rating? Oh, what does she have Empire Strikes Back at? One. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I never knew that. Yeah, I know. Uh, George, give me a number four. Uh, my number four is, uh, in my humble opinion, one of the best superhero movies out there, The Incredibles. 
Um, when I was, uh, when I was a young lad, I would go to the beach and I would run on like the part where the water meets the sand. And I would pretend like I was running on water really goddamn fast. Uh, <laughs> which was so dope. I'm just going to point this out. I tried to drink water and the, the cat was on. That's really embarrassing. I didn't see that. I missed it. I'm going to make that a TikTok clip. Um, but yeah, I got number, uh, my Jesus, I got the Incredibles at number four. Um, I, I just really, really love this film. I always have, again, it's just like finding Nemo for me. It's one of my like most rewatched, like childhood favorites that, you know, it just has always stuck with me. I will say I haven't rewatched it in a while. So honestly, I'd be curious just since Tyler mentioned like the animation not holding up in Toy Story. I'd be curious um, how it holds up in The Incredibles because I feel like that's one of those movies I remember just looking like stunning, like incorporating all of like these superhero it's powers. Really it's really, it, just, it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. That was so like I, a little bit late. It was like maybe 10 years after, like 11, 10 years after Toy Story. Wait, when did Incredibles? No, maybe I'm wrong. Actually. Incredibles came out in 2004, and Toy Story came out in 95. Yes. Yeah, so wow, I did not peep that. Yeah, Toy Story is actually like old. That's an old ass movie. Damn. Uh, but yeah, Incredibles number four. Lo- love that movie. One of my childhood favorites. Yeah, cool. Uh, my my number four is is Toy Story three. I switch honestly like series like my Toy Story ranking of the first three. I actually I'm same as you guys. I think the fourth, the fourth one is pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um. But my the, the one to three just switch all the time. But I rewatched all the Pixar's like fairly recently in the last year or so, and I think Toy Story three just edges it. But like it's so slight, and then Wally just slots in the middle, like Tyler with with Finding Nemo. But Toy Story three is just it, it's just fantastic. Um, it just elevates the characters so much. I think lots of the bear was just it's just a great character, just just fantastic. It's it's emotional. It's it's got really really good themes of of, of power of moving away, and I, I think I love the weird and wacky characters it presents. It was kind of big. It was bold, um, and, and the ending is just fantastic and will never fail to to sadden me. Um, but yeah, Toy Story three is my number four. It, I right now I'd say the best of the Toy Story films that could change tomorrow, because uh, I do think the, the one, two, and three are so close. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Tyler, if you want to give it your number three into the top three now. Yeah, my number three has already been mentioned, but it is Incredibles. Uh, it's a great superhero movie as well as uh, I've rewatched this recently, and it's like the comedy in this hits so good. Like the, just, yeah. I, I was just smiling and laughing the whole time. I got the the track scene at the end with Dash and his whole family yelling at him to speed up and slow down just had me rolling. Like even though this is like my seventh time seeing it, um, I didn't know that Brad Bird, who obviously directed this and has directed a lot of Pixar movies as well as like Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Protocol, maybe. Uh, he played Ed, Edna yeah. e, Edna E. Mode. I didn't know he voiced that character. That's kind <laughs> yeah. of kind I, of a comic. I, I, I realized that recently as well. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. Like the character of Violet in The Incredibles, I feel like is the most like like she she to me is just like Aubrey Plaza. Like, and it's funny because it's like before Aubrey Plaza became like a thing. Like she was Aubrey Plaza when this came out was probably like I don't know like ten or something. Like probably not, I don't think she was an actress at that point. But she just gives out that same exact energy. Surely. Something like that, like twenty years ago. She's probably like thirty-two. Let's see, Aubrey Aubrey Plaza age. She's she's thirty-nine. Damn. Okay. (laughs) Good for her. She looks good for thirty-nine. She's about to be forty. Yeah. Good. Good good job. But uh, I don't think at least she was an actress back in two thousand four. Maybe I'm mistaken. But she just gives out the same exact energy as Violet to me. But yeah, Incredibles is so fun. And I did rewatch it recently. I didn't get the same kind of shock with the animation that I did with Toy Story at all. I think The Incredibles looks really good. And The Incredibles 2 is not in my top 10, but 
I think a lot of people hate on that movie. I actually really enjoyed it. I've only seen it once. It was when I was interning in Boston and we all got drunk and went to see it. So maybe that influenced it, but I had a lot of fun with Incredibles too. So I think it's an overhated movie. Is it hated? I think it's kind I of hated. It a four and a half. I like it a chunk. Oh, really? I, I have it a three and a half. I do like it. I don't, yeah. I don't love it though. Maybe it is hated actually. Yeah. Most sequels are. I feel like it's a very forgotten film. Yeah, it's like Finding Dory. Yeah, wow. <laughs> just that, yeah. that's yeah. a forgotten film. Yeah, it really is. Uh, George, if you want to give, do you say that though? But this shit makes money. Yeah, it's obviously. Um, uh, yeah, my number three is Toy Story. Um, I, I have this as my number one ranked Toy Story film. Um, uh, what more needs to be said about this movie? It's it's both influential and just you know amazing um the the screenplay is as emotional um as it can be just endearing and hysterical um so many fond memories watching this movie as a child um it's just i don't know it's another childhood favorite of mine that i that i absolutely fucking adore um it's it's you know top three maybe for just sheer influence um, and, and just what it did for the animation genre or not genre medium. I apologize, Guillermo del Toro. Um, but yeah, got Toy Story at number three. Uh, yeah, I, me, me and Tyler share number three, uh, which is The Incredibles. Um, <clears throat> just easily one of my favorite superhero projects ever. Uh, it's the quintessential family superhero genre, uh, drama that... that has each character has a relatable uh, relatable problems relatable issues in life which i really really appreciate and it's it's grounded it's realistic but it's also like hilarious i still think the first incredibles the comedy lands so much you've got like samuel jackson just pulling out these one-liners you've got edna mode just telling me can't have any capes it's it's so funny it never gets old for me it never tires uh miss incredible come on now she's thick Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There if, was there was no need for that. In the second one especially, it was crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. The most that. iconic He's, thing about that is that she can shapeshift her body to be whatever she wants, so she chooses to be that way. She chooses <laughs> to have the dump truck. She gets to pick whatever wow. she wants to look like. <laughs> so she just puts a fatty on her behind 24-7. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Incredible is just... I mean, the Incredibles is incredible, and I'll leave it at that. A pretty, pretty inventive Tyler number two, yeah. So, well, speaking of Incredibles, like I remember just having the DVD as a kid and they had like the Jack Jack Attack short on it, and I watched that all the time. Oh, as a yeah, kid. yeah, Jack I Jack, I was time. obsessed yeah, with yeah. He was definitely my favorite when I was a kid, and the, him and Dash. Um, but my number two is Ratatouille. Uh, I don't know, man, this movie is just so fun, so lighthearted. Uh, it's just, so, I don't know, it's like one of the funnest watches. I feel like a lot of the Pixar's like that I really enjoy have an emotional hit. So I'd say the Incredibles and Ratatouille kind of fit in terms of being ones that you can watch and have a really good time with. They still like play with emotions and stuff, but I feel like they're, they're not as heavy of watches as other ones. And I appreciate them for that. 
Ratatouille obviously makes the dish of Ratatouille at the end looks like the look like the most scrumptious thing in the world when I've had it in real life and it's just like a it's just a very fine dish like it's just nothing like crazy but the way it's they not, make it it's not amazing is it right yeah. it's just yeah it's just something, basically just like a bunch of veggies like chopped up and put some like sauce on it but the way they make it look and taste in this movie makes it look like it it's, looks amazing yeah that final sequence yeah insane oh, um but yeah you're just rooting for Remy the whole time you just want want them to let him be a chef because he's clearly elite in the kitchen um but yeah i want to see a ratatouille and the bear crossover it'd be iconic see <laughs> see remy in that kitchen yeah. letting things go down in chicago um but yeah ratatouille uh iconic george number two yes sir my number two a a film that i talk very highly about a film that i talk very regularly about and that is inside out um this movie played with my emotions more so than any other animated film has ever done um it had me hysterically crying several scenes obviously the bing bong scene the ending scene when riley is you know confronting her parents just it put my emotions in a goddamn blender and you know i I feel like you guys know me well enough to know that i i write uh movies very highly that can like really damage me emotionally and inside out is one of those that did that and like we said about uh, several other films on these lists the comedy hits uh, it's just incredible watching you know the 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 back and forth banter between all of the emotions of, of sadness and fear and and joy and whatever disgust um it's just a movie that just hits all the right beats for me um and like Tyler said, just, you know, all, all of the, the mature themes that are handled in a very, uh, you know, reserved way that can speak to, to both, you know, children and adults and young adults. Um, it's just one of those movies that I, I just absolutely love. It has so many scenes that I could pull that that would be in, you know, my top 10 to 15 animated scenes of all time. Um, yeah, I got Inside Out at number two. I... I remember what, when I when I watched Inside Out for the first time. I watched it with Anna. I turned around at the what's his name, Bing Bong, Bong Bing Bong, and I, looking at her, it was like looking at me the first time I was watching like Schindler's List or some shit. She was like drowning in tears. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie that has fucked with my emotions like crazy. Yeah. Um. So my my number two is uh, Monsters Inc. Um. As Tyler spoiled earlier. Monsters Inc. Is, is definitely one of my favorites. I, I just think Monsters Inc. is so charming. It's I I you you'll probably notice, you know, an ongoing theme with me, Dungeons and Dragons being an example. I love weird shit. I love weird characters I can just have fun with. I loved Monsters Inc. as a kid, and I still do now. Just what, going around this world and seeing so many absolute strange, hideous, freaky characters and just being just just being so in awe at just the creativeness behind it. It's such an inventive um an inventive thing it actually it actually has some really good social commentary as well with uh the the main villain oh what's his name shit what's his name who from monsters inc yeah what's his name i always forget his name randall no no no. the main villain who the fuck is the main villain that's not randall uh because randall's like a good guy man even though he's not but oh yeah mr Waternoose, the big like uh poor looking guy anyway he's like there is a lot in terms of like a capitalist society and stuff like that i think it's really well shown it's just it's so funny and and like tyler said with ratatouille it doesn't put me in like an existential crisis like a lot of 
Pixar's try to nowadays, I feel, but unsuccessfully with a lot of them. Um, Sully, uh, Sully and Mike are just some of my favorite characters ever, regardless of animation. I just, I, I can watch it over and over again and just have as much fun with it as I did the first time because it's just a story on friendship. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, it's adorable and and yeah, Monster Inc. is similar to like George said with The Incredibles. I I used to watch Monster Inc. on on repeat. Same with Incredibles as well um, when I was a kid, and I can still watch it now and just enjoy it just as much. I think it's yeah, just fantastic. Um, so Tyler, give us your number one. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that Monsters Inc. doesn't put you in an existential crisis because the second the when I just rewatched it recently, it kind of did because the last third of it just like hit so hard about like life like. Similar to kind of like La La Land, honestly, where it's like people being so endlessly career focused and only caring about work and how it just damages yep. your relationships with everyone and your life has become soulless and meaningless. Those are the type of movies that hit me super hard because obviously you guys know I'm a straight up certified workaholic. So like anything where it's like movies about not working so hard and appreciating life, I'm like, fuck, yeah, I should probably do that a little more. Um, number one for me is Coco. Uh, it's from the moment I watched it for the first time, it was just like, I knew that was probably my number one Pixar. And I, it's just going to be really hard for Pixar to ever release anything for me personally. It's never going to top it. Absolutely love it. I think the world they build is so awesome. I think there's a lot of parallels you can draw to what the spirited away world is like, but it's just so cool. And I feel like the, the way they infuse just so much Mexican themes into it. And the, the soundtrack just absolutely bangs. Like we, yeah. Riley and I listen to that pretty often. Like we just, when we're like cleaning the house or something, we'll just throw it on like the, the Alexa speaker and just have Coco soundtrack playing while we're cleaning up the house. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's just like a movie that took me by surprise when I saw it. Cause again, that was one that I'd never seen until Riley showed it to me and she she loved the movie. And I watched it. I was like, damn, that's like probably going to be my forever favorite Pixar movie. So Number one for me is Coco. I won't say much more because I have a inkling that someone else might be talking about it. So I'll, I'll pause there. I will say as well that the guy, what's his name, Ernesto De La Cruz. Yeah, perfect. He was he. I think he's the second best villain in Pixar altogether. I think he was fantastic. And I also agree. I know you mean with the Spirited Away parallel as well. It's almost reminiscent of that. It's weird. Uh, by the way, the first, the best villain of Pixar is, of course, Syndrome. Just to get that out there. The George Carroll. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just piggybacking off everything Tyler said. Coco is my number one. Um, in my mind, without a doubt, the most beautifully animated Pixar film. One of the most beautifully animated Pixar uh, animated films ever. Um, it's, it's, it's stunning to look at. Um, it's stunning to attach yourself emotionally to these characters and their stories and their relationships. And I think this movie just hits all the right beats when it comes to making you laugh, making you cry, uh, also educating you on this culture and really just allowing you to admire, uh, you know, what's going on, um, within the Mexican culture and, and their traditions as well as their music. Um, I think this movie has some of the most lovable characters that Pixar has ever created. And I just love, love, love watching little Miguel just go on this journey through the land of the dead, which again, like Tyler said, the land of the dead is just so beautiful and, and, and the world building around it is just stunning to watch. Um, without a doubt, my, my number one Coco film. And I, I'm honestly in like, the same boat as Tyler. I'll be very shocked if Pixar can can top Coco for me. Um, you know what you said then, by the way. That's what did I say? Your number one Coco film. How many is that? Oh fuck! Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Has it always been your number one? Or is it more but, recently? Has, how long has Coco no, been your number one? Inside, it, out. inside Out Inside Out was my number one for quite some time. Um, and then the reason I actually put Coco above it is because I one night I was a little bit not sober. Uh, and I did one of those things on like TikTok where you come across like part one of 37 of a film. <laughs> like an hour and a half later i'm uh, i'm searching for like part 28 and i'm watching this whole movie on tiktok and i'm like the fact that this movie is hitting and i'm watching it on tiktok just says something about this movie um so that's when i decided to put it at number one um but yeah it's it's really i will say it is neck and neck between inside out and coco i do love them both equally but i think the reason i put coco at number one is just because if i'm you know, if I have to pick which one I'd most want to rewatch right now, it's going to be Coco. Interesting. Uh, my number one. Oh, surprise. Cars 2. <laughs> uh, my number one is, is Ratatouille, of course. What a surprise. Ratatouille is an interesting one. It's, uh, it's again, childhood favorites that I've watched constantly. I just think it's so lovely. It's, um, a, a themes of anyone can do anything. anything anyone can achieve whatever they want to in life it's just a loving testament to to art a loving abode to, to to food and art and artistry and, and 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 creating your craft and being as best as you can be um i think the characters are great i think the, the humor in ratatouille is fantastic as well um linguini is just a hilarious character that i can just watch do stupid shit over and over again um i also think it's one of the Especially that era, it's hard to compare in terms of animation because of how how, how much it's advanced, as Tyler was saying. So I think Coco, for me, would be the best, uh, the best looking one of the past, especially the past decade, anyway. But I think around the era of Ratatouille, you know, kind of the the early ish era of, of, of Pixar, two thousand seven, I think it was. It's the best looking for me in terms of the the vibe, the uh, the Paris streets, the 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 colors, the food. I've wanted to eat that rat. I wanted to eat that Ratatouille for so long, and then like Tyler, I tried it in France, and I was like. Yes, it's fine. I mean, I don't really get it because it looks so good in that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like the last scene, crazy. Um, but yeah, Ratatouille is at my number one. I think all of us now should just run through our, before we go our top five worst, just run through our top 10. So I had Soul at 10, Coco at nine, Luca at eight, Toy Story 2 at seven, Toy Story at six, Wally at five, Toy Story 3 at four, Incredibles at three, Monsters Inc. at two, and Ratatouille at one. Tyler, top 10. Number 10, Wally. Number 9, Monsters Inc. Number 8, Toy Story 2. Number 7, Finding Nemo. Number 6, Toy Story 3. Number 5, Toy Story. Number 4, Inside Out. Number 3, The Incredibles. Number 2, Ratatouille. And number 1, Coco. Nice. One breath. George. Struggle. I got Toy Story 2 at number 10, Finding Nemo at 9, Ratatouille at 8, Up at 7, Wally at 6. Toy Story 3 at 5, The Incredibles at 4, Toy Story at 3, Inside Out at 2, and Coco at number 1. Perfect. Let us know who you think wins our draft. It wasn't I win. I win. Please don't vote on it. Don't do that shit. We're going to get George's minions in the comments. We haven't said that in a while, actually. I don't (laughs) know if it exists anymore. It's crazy. Because that's that's Illumination, not Pixar. Let's keep it Pixar theme. Not talking about minions right now. (laughs) Yeah, shit. (laughs) Cross promotion. Um, <laughs> we'll go over. So this is the, the controversial bit. This is the bit people aren't aren't going to like us for, especially with, I I would guess, especially me and Tyler's picks. I don't know about George. 
Uh, we're going to go over our bottom five. And because it's only five, we'll just do what we did with the top five of the previous one. So go over five to one. Um, five being the least worst, I guess. Um, and <laughs> rest, the rest of a bad bunch. Uh, Tyler, if you want to give your your five to one of the worst films anyway, just give the five. I think Seth won't like this take. But again, this is like Pixar are so consistent. Don't so, you dare this is say a t- that this word is... beginning with an M. No, no, no. This is a 2.5 out of 5 for me. So this is like an average movie to me. So this is not bad by any means. Putting it in a bottom five like feels wrong. But to me, this one just didn't hit. I know I think it hit for you. But Turning Red just didn't do it for me. I just didn't oh, didn't connect with 3. it. 3.5. I wouldn't say like it's 3.5. It's okay. like very middle of the road. Fair. It just, it just didn't hit for me. It just didn't connect. Um, but again, like I watched it. Absolutely was not like that was a waste of time. I just watched it. I was like, yeah, that was fine. That was average. But uh, not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. That movie being in the bottom five of Pixar for me is just speaks volumes to Pixar as a whole. George. Yeah. I mean, I'll one start by saying pretty much exactly what Tyler said. My number five is still, or my fifth worst Pixar movie is still a three out of five. So again, I, I don't think that says anything bad about the movie. I think that more so just says how good and consistent Pixar has been. Um, and I will also say a lot of my bottom five is just because of how unforgettable these movies are to me. Um, number five is Monsters University. Uh, I could not tell you a thing that happened in that movie. That movie went in one ear and out the other. I could not give a fuck about any part of it. Uh, you have a positive rate, so I don't really mind. Yeah, but again, like it was fine. It was just... I really want you to rewatch it, man. That shit's good. I'll re- I'll listen, I, I am due for a rewatch. I will say I haven't rewatched it in a while. That's why I think my bottom five is just a little skewed. There's a lot of movies I haven't watched just because of how unforgettable and bland I remember them being, but it, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Okay. So, my... I'm sorry. Seth, I'm awesome. sorry. My five is Brave. Uh... I don't know. Brave's a weird one, man. Like, I don't hate it. Again, this is a three star for me. So, uh, just to echo what you two are saying, it, it says a lot about Pixar's consistency. I actually only have four films at, at two point five or lower. Um, Brave was just kind of, it was fine. I, I quite liked the story, but it was it was a bit dull a lot of the time, and it was also quite annoying. I thought as well. Um, there were some characters which I do think were quite funny, and I think it was a celebration of of like Scotland and Scotland's traditions. Um. But it was just, it was just fine. It was just uh, quite bland a lot of time, a bit boring. Had some funny moments. Uh, I like, I really like the animation on it. Um, but it, it, it was pretty much to me a very forgettable, like like a Monster University incorrectly was to, uh, to George over there. But Brave is my is my five. Tyler, you four. My number four is simply my fourth worst. Simply because I don't have this one rated, but it's because I I just have no interest to rewatch it and. The movie is The Good Dinosaur, and I feel like The Good Dinosaur yeah. and Brave are the most like unlike Pixar movies ever. Not necessarily because of the story or the animation or anything, but it's just like when I'm thinking about Pixar movies and someone says like Brave or The Good Dinosaur, I'm like, wait, was that was that Pixar? And then I like look at them, I'm like, oh, that was Pixar. Like, they just don't feel like a Pixar movie. And uh, The Good Dinosaur, yeah, the I fact agree. that it came out in 2015, like my mind would have thought I thought it came out way before that. Like I saw it, and I just have no interest in rewatching it. Whereas Honestly, even like the Pixar movies I have lower on this list, like to, in order to get it rated on Letterboxd, I'd probably want to watch it 
before I watched The Good Dinosaur. There's just nothing about it is drawing me back to it. I can't remember anything that happened, and there's nothing that makes me want to ever watch it again, but I will eventually, obviously, to get my official Pixar rankings out there, but it's a very forgettable, bland movie. Yeah, I agree. George? Yeah, just go right off of that, because my fourth worst is The Good Dinosaur as well, and pretty much for the exact same reasons. It's just forgettable. Could not tell you one character's name, could not tell you a thing that happened in that movie. Um, that movie, again, in one ear, out the other, have never once been compelled to watch it again, um, which, uh, you know, obviously we all rate movies differently, but for me, I, I hold rewatch value rather highly, and I've just, I've never once been like, oh, let me turn on the good dinosaur tonight. This shit cool. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, my thought is uh, Cause 3. No, it's not. I'm lying. My thought is Lightyear. No. Oh, wow. Do you like Lightyear? Sorry. What's your problem, bro? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. I didn't realize you liked it. What do you have out? I mean, I don't love it. I have it at a three and a half, but no need okay. for Lightyear to be catching strays right now. Hey, you had, you had a four of mine on, on the <laughs> bonfire. So That's fair. That's fair. I don't know, man. I just, I just I think it was so tedious. I I just it didn't really do anything for me. It didn't really have much of an impact. And there were some cool sequences here and there. But I think Pixar become like its worst enemy um, down to the expectations we have for the actual films. And I think this actually the, the storyline they created had a had a had a lot of potential, but I just think it it was wasted because it was it was boring, it felt repetitive, it felt like something we've seen before. Um and again, this wasn't Again, there was there was good moments. I don't want to say like, I hated Lightyear. It was like uh, the Good Dinosaur for you guys, for example, just a perfect two point five out of five. Just for me, just straight down the middle. Probably would never watch it again, but I didn't hate my watch with it at the same time. Um, That's fine, bro. That's fine. That's fine. All right, my second or wait, no third. We're on third, right? Third, third worst. Third. Yeah. My third worst aptly ranked is Cars Three. So in a proper position there, I. I don't want to spoil was in my top two, I guess, but cars three, I is, a like I was talking about earlier is a movie that I don't like at all, but I wouldn't like, I didn't hate watching it. If it was on the TV and someone else was watching it, I wouldn't be like, turn that shit off. Like I'd watch it and be fine or whatever. I genuinely do enjoy cars one. Like that's not going to be on my bottom five list. I actually do like it. I think it's like 3.5 for me. Uh, I think I built a cool world. I think a lot of people hate on the cars movies, obviously. And I think a lot of it is warranted. I think sometimes people go too far in terms of like, I've seen so many people that hate on cars movies that talk about like how like stuff in the world and the universe doesn't make sense. And I'm like, cars has so many things you can hate on. That's like, free pickings like there's no need to be talking oh, about things that like aren't realistic because we're, these are like every pixar movie is stuff that's unrealistic so I, i'm like car you there's so much stuff you can hate on about cars there's no need to be talking about how realistic some things are in it because like yeah so what are you about doing? how annoying the fans are or some shit that's yeah that's yeah but cars 3 was just mm-hmm. it was just not great but the trailer and the poster for it like maybe the best pixar's ever done like yes. that that trailer had me so hyped but then like it was just I like i've seen the trailer it was just like him like crashing like epically like at, at the end of that race and it was just it was one of the most hype trailers ever and then just like the the tr- I can't remember what the tagline in the poster is but it's him like flipping his car and can't remember maybe it was like the road ends here or something I was like damn that's that's a hard poster for Cars three mid movie below mid movie but good marketing. George, give you three. Yeah, my three is a movie that was already mentioned and that is Brave. Um, again, I think Tyler mentioned this. It just feels like the least Pixar movie. 
And I just think that works against it completely. Um, again, it's a two and a half out of five for me. So it's nothing I'm like going to aggressively hate on. I just think it's a incredibly average film. It builds a world I don't necessarily care about. There's so much I think you could have done in this movie to like pull in more lore and mythology, but they kind of just went the very basic way. I hate calling animated films children films because a lot of them are not, but like Brave truly feels like it was made for children. So I just don't think I was the target audience here. Um, but again, a two and a half out of five, it's not a film. I'm going to sit here and absolutely shit on. Um, that is my number three. Number three. Okay. My number three is same as Tyler cars three. Uh, I don't hate the, well, I don't hate that Cars film anyway. Uh, it's It has elements. I think Cars 3, it has elements. But overall, I, I just think it's bland. I just There wasn't really much going for it. There wasn't really much ambition with that. You know, At least with 2, you could say there was a level of ambition. Even though 2, fuck it. Let's just you know, not get ahead of ourselves here. But 2 is not the one. Um, but I just... It, it, Cars 3... There are elements of... of, of of a nature okay but again it just feels so forgettable and it's not something i would want to watch again like tyler though i didn't hate it or i don't hate it i just think it's a perfectly average if not slightly below average film that whilst it has good elements with its characters some comedy is pretty okay the premise just it's just a bore to be honest i i didn't just, i don't get anything from cars three uh tyler give your t- we're on two now. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Second worst Pixar movie of all time. Um, one of you two is not going to like this answer. Uh, oh, we, we've, we've mentioned this movie before on this episode already. And based on reactions to it, I'm excited. But second In worst Pixar 10? movie of all time is Lightyear. Uh, I absolutely could not no. stand that movie. <laughs> I thought I was so bored during it. Again, there's only one Pixar movie I truly hate. I think I gave Lightyear like a two out of five. But Cars, or shit, almost just gave away my worst one. We knew where it was going. But Lightyear is just, I don't know, man. I watched it in the theater. I think that was one of the ones, yeah, I think Riley went to it with me. And it was just so boring. And, like, last year was just huge swing in the mist for, like, outer space animated movies. Like, both Lightyear and Strange World were just so boring and dumb. And I just, I was more mad with Lightyear, though, because, like I think Seth said, there was so much potential there. Like, Toy Story gave us four great movies and Lightyear... The, the first four movies are kind of the Woody show. I mean, Lightyear and Woody kind of got equal equal carry, but I feel like it was more Woody and, and Andy's story, and I feel like Lightyear getting his own would have been epic. We always wanted to see these epic missions he goes on. Uh, the villain was very promising as well, but I don't know. It was just – I can't even remember anything that happened to even critique it. It was just a movie that came out literally like a year ago at this point that I just already have just forgotten completely. I just did not like it. I was like when you said about – not remembering the good dinosaurs Pixar. I often just forget about Lightyear. Yo, we get it. <laughs> I I got it. <laughs> George, give me your uh, number two. No. Ratatouille. Ratatouille's number one and two for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, my... uh, I mean, if you don't mind, I'm just going to give my two and one back to back because my two is Cars 3 and my one is Cars 2. Oh. Uh, I, okay. I, 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 like I think Cars 3 is promising. Um, like Tyler said, it's really not like, I, it's nothing I'm going to shit on. Like it's not actively a horrific movie. Um, obviously the expectation going into it was significantly higher than the results we got. We got that sick poster, the sweet trailer, 
and it just turned into this really bland piece of crap. Um, Cars 2, on the other hand, I just viscerally hate. Um, I, I think all the hate for that movie is absolutely warranted. And like Tyler said, I like Cars 1. It's a three and a half out of five for me. I really think it's great. I think uh, they, they, they build a pretty cool world with these cars. Uh, but this 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 franchise, this trilogy for me just absolutely fell off. And, and unfortunately, three and two are my bottom two Pixar films. Um, I feel like we can just all give our like two. Yeah, two my bad. One. I didn't mean to, to throw off the, the rotation. Like one, anyway. Yeah, my two is The Good Dinosaur, which I have nothing to say about it. It's so there is The Good Dinosaur is interesting because actually the animation was really good. And I like the idea of it, but it was so boring. And nothing happened. Not there's not one scene in that, that I cared about. I just if it, it, it found it so tedious to sit through, which isn't normal for a film of a relatively short length being a Pixar film, which mostly catered for children. And you'd think it would have an ounce of entertainment or an ounce of visually inspiring work that would draw my eye, but it just doesn't. The Good Dinosaurs. I don't hate it. And again, it's interesting because I actually think that. A good Dinosaur is still like a two for me. So I only have two films below a 2.5 for Pixar, which is you know, pretty impressive. Uh, but my uh, yeah, my, my number one is Cars 2. I did a ranking of every Pixar film. People said the Cars 2 should be first. Like, come on, let's just yeah, let's just chill. All right. Cars 2 is so dumb. It's it's stupid and not even like a good stupid, it's nonsensical. None of it makes sense. I admire the ambition, I guess, but it just comes across as like it, it literally comes across like a a two-year-old wrote it. There, none of it makes sense. It's so convoluted. Uh, the animation doesn't work. It's they tried to do far too much in one story. Like they needed to know their place. You know what I mean? From Cars yeah. One. Yep. Cars One, I actually don't hate. I actually have Cars One like a, a three star. I think it's perfectly fine. I don't love it like uh, some people, but that's probably primarily because I didn't grow up with it. But Cars Cars Two on the other hand, man. Tough it lacked, <laughs> it lacked the heart that at least caused. Even though I don't love Cars One, it had heart. It had there was passion behind it, and it had a structured narrative and way it wanted to go and a theme it wanted to provide kids, especially. Cars Two didn't have any of that. It was just, it was just dumb, uh, so dumb. Um, but Tyler, you go for your number two. Is he still here? I am still here. My my mic, my camera just like went out. I think it's coming back, but uh, I I'm here to talk. So my mic's or my camera's coming back on, but my number. One worst is Cars Two. So spoiler alert, uh, sure. we're all we're all the same there. It's just it, like you said, it's so dumb. I, I do agree with what you said though, Seth. Like at least they had like ambition for it. Like they definitely they tried something completely new. They didn't just whereas the Cars Two is kind of just like rinse and repeat ish of Cars One. Yeah, but yeah, yeah like. Tomater as a character for like Cars One, I feel like was used a pretty perfect amount. Just give him like mostly just like offhand comments and maybe like one scene where he really stands out and shines. But Cars Two really leaned into him so much when he's just not a character you can lean on that much. Making these cars become like super spy villains, and then Cars Three just kind of completely abandoning that, which I'm happy they did because Cars Three is tolerable and Cars Two wasn't. But it just speaks volumes of how weird and out of place Cars Two was. Um, yeah, I just. That's the only movie from Pixar that I like genuinely hate. I genuinely just don't want to watch ever again. Uh, yeah, and, and like 
like I said at the beginning with how Pixar has like 15 movies that if anyone said that was like their number one or top three, I wouldn't bat an eye. Cars one genuinely, even though it's a 3.5 out of five for me. If someone says that's their favorite Pixar of all time, I'm more than okay with that. I can totally see why people really latch on to Cars one and love it. But the Cars two and Cars three love just feels so forced, and I just don't get it. And Cars two is just an abomination. Yeah, you, t- you tell them, Tyler. Yeah, we're gonna have people unsubscribing us from for this video. Yeah, well, for, for strictly our Cars takes. Yeah, well, yeah, they'll unsubscribe to us and go walk over to Weenie Hut Juniors and get a milkshake. I don't know. <laughs> Um, if you want to run through, uh, I'll run through my, my bottom five. So my bottom five was Brave at fifth, Lightyear at fourth, Cars three at third, The Good Dinosaur at second, and Cars two at the worst spot. Tyler, give you five. My bottom five. So fifth worst is turning red. Then we got The Good Dinosaur, then Cars three, then Lightyear, and the worst Pixar movie ever made, undebatably, is Cars two. <laughs> I had Monsters University at five, The Good Dinosaur at four, Brave at three, Cars three at two, and then undoubtedly, like Tyler said, the worst Pixar movie, Cars two. Interesting. I I didn't all know we'd have two Cars films in there. So uh... yeah, fuck Cars. Tyler, your angle was like really funny then. Like you were just at the top of your head poking. Out. Yeah. So, so, so like, my my webcam's like AI powered, so it's like it can have a mode where it tracks my head wherever, but I just changed it to where it's like fixed on me now but now we're good with the mic or the webcam okay so next let us know your top pixar films but next up we have a game and usually the host would choose the game but george (laughs) george wanted to do something different this week and me and tyler actually don't know what it is all george has told us there's a a trivia of some sort oh it's Um, it's just a trivia game it's not like a crazy game we haven't played yet is it a memory game i'm not in the mood for memory game (laughs) no 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 no. it's literally it's not like your 3.5 star movies you got to rattle them all off (laughs) okay well i i okay you'll see so it's a trivia game um we are broken into four categories um i will not i will not tell you the categories until we get through until we get to them five questions each 20 questions um we'll just kind of go if you have the answer, just say it, I guess. Oh, it's not like a note it down and check at the end. It's like a say it. No, no, we'll just do a say it and just see. Because like I, I think a lot of these will require a lot of, not a lot of thinking, but it, it's not going to be answers that are just going to come at you like where you guys are screaming at the same time. I'm bad on the spot. Cool. Yeah. We saw well, this entire video. You will have well. time. You will have time to think. Um, so, you know, let's get right into it. Category one is the Oscars. Five oh, questions. Against Tyler. Poor <laughs> people against Tyler. That's okay. It's okay. All right. Question number one. The great Leonardo DiCaprio has been nominated for six Oscars. What was his first nomination for? What's eating Gilbert Grape? Yes, sir. Wow. Look at Mr. Complainer, Seth. I didn't yeah, Mr. Complainer just pulled that one out of his ass. No, no. I just know he was really good in that film. You love that movie because in my video where I was like, name name all the I Leonardo know. DiCaprio movies in 60 seconds, I think it was like the first one you pulled. Like that movie's always top of mind know, for you. It's just a funny name. Yeah. I, I do actually <laughs> think it's one of Leo's best performances, though. So that might be why it is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, agreed, I agree Question number two. This is actually, interestingly enough, something I only recently found out. To be eligible for an Academy Award, a film must be screened in a theater in which city? New York. Los Angeles. Nope. Yes, sir. Yeah. Los Angeles. It was one, one of the two. two. Yeah, I was going to guess yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question number three. In 1973, which actor declined his Oscar for Best Actor? Marlon Brando. 
Yes, sir. Damn, all this complaining, bro. What, what's up here? Yeah, but you point me on films that I love. You know, I love. I mean, I, I never said these were going to be impossible questions. We might get a little trickier as we go down the, the, the categories. I thought you'd be more in detail, like recent, because then I'd struggle. Right. George is like, none of, these are, none of these are questions you'll be rattling off right away. All three so far, we've just like ripped off as fast as we Yeah, can. exactly. <laughs> Question number four. This one might be a bit tougher. What was the first science fiction film to win Best Picture? Oh. Ooh. I will give you a hint. It oh, is no. more recent than oh, you would imagine. I was thinking it might be way earlier than I would have imagined. More re uh Wow, I don't know. Uh Gravity didn't win, did it? No, Gravity did not. That's a good that's a good uh, That is a good guess though. Um, I Wow, is it directly sci-fi? Can we get a like a lazy? Like, I will say it's sci-fi drama, maybe. I, Arrival didn't what? win Best Picture. Is it Shape of Water? Is that sci-fi? Yes, it oh, is. Okay. <laughs> I, so I, I always it. think wow. of that as fantasy what in my mind, pull. which I know that's a hot debate for sci-fi in general. Is it sci-fi or is it fantasy? Shape of Water to me is like fantasy, but I, I can say it's fantasy. Fantasy. I haven't seen it though. I the only thing the only reason I guess is because I know it won Best Picture. I know it's got like alien elements or something. Yeah, sort of, right? it, like, it is. I, I will agree with Tyler. This I was a little shocked to see that one. This was the first science fiction film to win Best Picture. Two, shocked to see that science fiction is the main genre of this film. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why. I, that's why I thought that one would stump you guys a little bit more. Yeah, that's right. Um, and final question of the Oscars category. What was the last film to sweep the Big Five awards? Picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay. Everything ever at once? No, sir. Oh. did not win Best Actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Best Actor, of course. Uh, um, uh, same hint as the last question, except the other way around. It is probably not... This is not as recent as you would expect. No. So Sorry, actor, actress, director, screenplay, and film, and picture. Yep, and picture. Yep. Wow, I didn't. I will also give you a hint. This was the first movie to win Best Picture in this particular genre. Sounds of the Lambs. Yes, sir. Oh my God! Four, four <laughs> points for Seth. Damn. I'm four so points for Seth. Crazy. All if right. you're right, Josh, you get it. The, I, I knew. I was thinking horror straight away and that, yeah, that one happened. shocked me honestly i i, I didn't did not, know that one not, that was 1991 a film hasn't done that since 1991 i didn't know that one like more than three to be honest yeah. got all of them category number two see how much you guys are paying attention to my letterbox oh. george carmy's greatest movies of all time ranking <laughs> we'll go with an easy question number one which filmmaker has the most films on my greatest of all time ranking didn't even know some shit Oh, no and no. Denis Villeneuve. Nope. Oh, Charles said that. Kubrick. Martin Scorsese. Wait, who'd you, wait, wait, who'd you just say, Seth? Kubrick. No, not Kubrick. Scorsese. Not Scorsese. What? What? Come on, it's you're, forget, like, you're forgetting Fincher. a big filmmaker. It's not like Fincher or some shit, is no. it? No. Y'all dead ass right now? <laughs> yeah, my mind's... You're forgetting a massive filmmaker. I'm forgetting Tarantino? a massive filmmaker. No. No. Paul Thomas oh, Anderson. Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah, concerning. I should have got that. Got Y'all that. don't pay attention to me, I guess. No, that, I question, don't know why I didn't get that. Question number two. We'll go a little more specific here. What does George Carmi, myself, consider the third greatest film ever made? Blade Runner. No and no. Oh, I'm stuck. The Return of the King. Yes, sir. The Return of the King. I know you're one and two. I didn't know you're three. Okay, interesting. Yes, sir. One and two. 2001, The Godfather. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I didn't think it was a Godfather. I didn't know you wanted to. It, it is. Question number three. Now, please keep in mind, on my greatest of all time ranking, I did not include Bo Burnham's Inside. So take that into account with this question. How many films from the current decade appear on that list? Three. No. Four. Two. No and no. Five. Nope. Six. One. Christ. I mean, I got to cap this at something. You're just going to start <laughs> rattling off numbers. Well, that's the point. Seven. No. Nine. Eight. 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 No one Who should get a point for that one. No one should get a point. Yeah, for that I'm not giving anyone no, a point for that one. No, because <laughs> Tyler got it, so you have to kind of give it. Uh, that was bullshit. Eventually. No one's getting a point for that one. <laughs> Question number four. What is the highest ranked film not in the English language? Parasite. No. Oh, wait, no, on your list. Sorry, on your on list. My list. On my list. Stalker. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Andre Tarkovsky's Stalker is what I consider to be the best film not in the English language. And lastly, how many comic book or superhero movies appear on that list? Two. The Infinity Wars on the Guardians is on the. I'm giving two. you guys two guesses each. Two. No. Three. No, that's it for you, okay. Tyler. It's gonna be four. So okay, if I no, I got all the time in the world. So the Dark Knight, obviously, yeah. Into the Spider Verse, obviously. Um, Correct. I don't know if you're counting Old Boy. Are you? You have to give that. Are you counting? I Old am Boy? not. I am okay. not counting. Okay. Boy. Good to know. Um. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, fun fact for all you listeners out there, had the shortest ever stint in George Carmen's greatest <laughs> films of all time. List. It was on there for maybe 50. It was a five-star film for you for maybe like 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I'm going to say four. No, the correct answer is six. What? Oh, well, let, me get, let me guess. Okay, so the Batman. You, George, Tyler, I forgot the Batman. The Batman. Uh, the Batman. Not, the Dark Knight. The Batman. Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. Into, Into the Spider-Verse. Correct. Uh, Endgame still? Nope. Not Infinity War either, right? You dropped that? Nope. Across the Spider-Verse? Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's a fine. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not so unbreakable. Stop. <laughs> uh, uh, Superman? No, you don't I don't think you like nope. Superman much. Uh, we we just talked about one of them in our Pixar rankings. Incredibles. Oh, Incredibles. I thought you had like four point five. Okay, interesting. And And we're missing one more. Zack one Snyder's more. Justice League or some shit. Nope. We actually talked about this character just earlier in this episode. Talking about a subway. Oh, Joker. 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 Is that a superhero film though? It's a yeah, comic yeah, book. Yeah, I caught that. I, I said comic book. I said comic book. I'll let go. Okay, I'll let go. All right. After two rounds, we got Seth with six, Tyler with two. Tyler, you got some ground to make up. Yeah, I do. Round three, we are keeping up with our animated movies theme of the episode. Question number one What land are the tiny dinosaurs trying to get to in the land before time? China. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I this don't is know. probably the toughest question on this one. I, will, I have I will no say. idea. Yeah, this is a tough one. The answer is the Great Valley. Mm, not China. Wait, what's that from? Why don't I remember what this is? The Land Before Time. What? I, I know that. I know what movie that is, but I, I would not remember what that. Yet. Is the Land Before Time. That's fair. I mean, yeah, it's an older movie. <laughs> question number two. 
Evil Manta is a character in which animated film? Kung Fu Panda. Shark Tale. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ants. Looks like. No. No, you're you're eliminated. Um, I'll I'll get one more. I'll get one more. Yeah, I've given Um, you one more guess to pull this out of your ass. Evil Manta? Something? Like, I don't know. Finding Nemo. No. Close. The Little Mermaid. Oh, that's what I was oh, thinking, shit. but I feel like yeah. I watched a live action remake and there was hint, no like, evil man in the live action. Manta? I don't remember that shit. Question number three. This, this might be a little easier. Which film won the first ever Oscar for best animated film? Toy Story. No. No, The Lion King. Uh, no, it's Lion King. King. It's The Lion King. No. What? It's not, it's, it's not, it's, uh, is it Cinderella? Nope. Snow White. No, it's... I will give you a hint. It's this century. Oh. Wait, what? Say again. It's... Which film won the first ever Oscar for best animated film? It never used to be a category. Oh, I thought you said best picture for some reason. Uh, no. I thought you um, animated film. I, we just got to get lucky and think of the year at this point because it's not necessarily. I don't, I don't, I don't know when that, that got released. Um, Ratatouille. No. Damn, uh, I thought this one would be a little easier. Got, can I ask, is it 2000s like, or 2010s? 2000s. I, I will give you an even bigger hint. It is the year 2000. 2000. Uh, what? 2001 Oscars for the year 2000. Not Spirited Away. No. It's maybe one you wouldn't expect to have won an Oscar. Have I, have I seen it? Yes, of course. Of course. You've seen all five, including two spinoffs. Toy Story 2? Toy Story 2. No. What the fuck? The answer is Shrek. Oh my god! Oh, good for Shrek. <laughs> good for Shrek. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that, 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 honestly, good for Shrek. Like that's one I did not yeah, expect. I didn't think Shrek was two thousand. It was a bit late in the, in All the right. Film. Question number four. I hope this well. is a little bit of an easier one. Who was the voice of Scar in The Lion King? Uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, wait, what? Oh, oh, he's Mufasa, wasn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I think James and Joseph Fassa, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, I don't know. Damn, I thought this would be an easier one too. Uh, John Lithgow. No, I will give you a hint. (laughs) He is in the DC uh, Extended Universe. Oh, Ben Affleck. No, what? (laughs) Uh, Jesse Uh, Eisenberg. I will give you another hint. He acts closely alongside Ben Affleck in the DC Extended Universe. Michael Keaton. No. What? Ezra Miller. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait. What? what is it? Who? It's not who plays Alfred. Um. It's not who Gal Gadot. It is who plays Alfred. Oh, I have no clue what I did it. <laughs> who the hell is that? Are you serious? He was in Watchmen. The woke well. Alfred, the worst of all time Alfred. Oh my god. He's not a bad Alfred, right. but I, I rank. Him I really last. thought this would be an easier can, category. Can I just say, James Earl Jones did voice uh, Mufasa. I'm I'm Darth Vader. For some reason, I kept thinking the dude from No Country for Old Men, but I can't remember his name. But obviously, it was wrong. Um, who all also right, played the Final Mermaid. question of the category. I pray this is an easier one. <laughs> it's crazy. What is the highest grossing animated film of all time? Frozen Two. Yes. Fine. Which is That's stupid the because the Lion King isn't like it's computer generated. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. true. That's that, is true. that top ten? I think. I don't know. Well, the Lion I, I King is say, the highest, but it's not. Yeah, animated. and I will say in in a month or two, Super Mario Bros. will be number one. That's crazy. Um, and then final category, miscellaneous. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Question number one. And I'm giving you guys one guess each. Oh. So think about this. Our beautiful co-host, Cameron Walsh, has how many movies rated a 100 out of 100? Seven. Nope. And that's Shit. Guess. Why didn't I think I could have counted? Yeah, you, you went into that way too fast. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh. Tyler, take your time. I should have waited. That's crazy. Oh. Eight. Oh, no. Six. six. Yeah, six. It yeah. is The it's Lion the... King, The Go Godfather, Seven Samurai, Empire Strikes Back, The Dark Knight, and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Question number two. What is the highest rated James Bond film on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, you letterboxed me. Uh... <laughs> Skyfall. Oh, right. Nope. And are you on critics or audience? I'm going critics. So highest rated James guys. Bond. I'm gonna guess it's yeah. not a Daniel Craig one, and I'm gonna guess Goldeneye. Oh, I was gonna say that one. Not Goldeneye. Goldfinger. It is Goldfinger. Okay, Goldeneye is the video game. I don't think it was a movie. Goldeneye. Yeah. Goldfinger was what was in my mind, but yeah, Goldeneye. <laughs> I think Goldeneye is only a video game. I'll give you guys both a point for that. Whatever. What? No, none of us got <laughs> At this point, I don't even think I can catch up to Seth, so it's game over. <laughs> Question number three. What is my dog's name? Is oh, he? shit. No. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> is it a boy or Snowball. It, it is a boy. I, that it's doesn't matter. I, that doesn't matter at all. Oh, it's the, Novak. The, the, name, the name is non-gendered. Uh, Andy Murray. <laughs> Joker, <laughs> but with a D. <laughs> my, my dog's name is Whiskey. I uh, did know that. I did know that. I did know that. I clearly did. didn't. That's good. Question number four. In Abraham Lincoln's famous Gettysburg Address, he says four score and seven years ago. How many years is that? What? I said miscellaneous, bro. Well, uh, the next one better be on some like English shit, then. I'm expecting to be, anyway. Uh, 55? Four, four score and seven years ago. 47. Oh, no. It's not 55? It's not 55. What is it? Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. I would not have got that. Yeah, your questions are really hard. Well, whatever. I don't really, care. Really Where did that Final one come question. from? That was so random. <laughs> Listen, I said, I said miscellaneous. Final question. You guys are going to love this one. What year did Britney Spears' hit song, Oops, I Did It Again, release? Oh, that has 2002 I... written all over it. <laughs> I was gonna say 2001. No. 2004. 1998. Oh. 99. 2006. God damn. 97. Why, why couldn't you just go one more? 2005. 2000. Oh, shit. What the fuck? That's a good question. That's a good question right there. You should have known that. So, Jesus Christ. The Oscar category started so strong with all five being answered between me and yeah, Seth. Yeah, I was going to say, went downhill. Then you guys went downhill. Thank, thanks for paying attention to my greatest of all time ranking list. That's fine. That's fine. That um, wraps it, up. That was our trip. Let us know if you want more of that because they are quite enjoyable. Just we'll get someone else to host who doesn't <laughs> ask questions about Abraham Lincoln shit. Um, hey, hey, I said miscellaneous. Yeah, you did. To be fair, you did. Uh, 
actually, guys, someone's got to send me the link of the my Patreon app isn't loading. So I'm sending the link of the patrons. I'll be able to do down. it real quick if you want to segue and just fill 15 seconds of airtime. Okay. Um, but as I always, have, I have watched oh, recently. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> we didn't do that. Yeah. What, George, what have you been watching recently? Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking. Thanks for not forgetting. Um, again, a lot of a lot of rewatches. Um, I watched actually. The first one is not a rewatch. I watched Richard Kelly's The Box, which absolutely fucking sucked. Um, I that's one of those Contact. that a certain segment of Twitter loves. Like, if, yeah, for sure. For, is it Richard Kelly's the one, the Donny Darko? Like three yeah, Donny Darko. I haven't seen this the Box, miserable watch. Um, I watched Robert Zemeckis' Contact, which I really enjoyed. Um, I also rewatched The Wolf of Wall Street, A Monster Calls, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Black Swan, and Pirates of the Caribbean. And Which part said Caribbean? First, curse the curse the Black Pearl. Right, film. Right, film. And then uh, I just watched Black Dynamite today, which you guys, uh, which we will talk about on our real quick later this week. Dynamite. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that was good. Tyler, what have you been watching this week? Yeah, so rewatched La La Land twice because once on my flight to Boston, once on my flight back. That's my go-to flight movie because I want to listen to the soundtrack while I'm flying. So it's like I'll throw on the movie and if I'm fading in and out of sleep, whatever. But on the way here today, I didn't sleep at all. But on the way to Boston, was in and out of sleep a bit while I was watching it. But it's mainly just because I like, you know, the soundtrack in the back. Rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 also on my flight. Third time watching it. Still love it, man. Like that's like I was telling George before we started recording that. It's, it's my favorite MCU movie. And at this point, it's like starting to grow a gap, like between everything else. Like I just would, I would genuinely would rewatch that movie all the time. Whereas any, any other MCU, I just have no interest in really rewatching. <laughs> um, for someone who loves musicals so much, I'm surprised it took me this long to finally watch the greatest show, man. Uh, I don't think it's a great movie at all, but I think the soundtrack absolutely bangs. Like the actual story itself as a biopic of PT Barnum, I think is really weak, but all the actors clearly are having so much fun and I really enjoy the soundtrack. Um, 300 rise of an empire. What a shit sequel to Zack Snyder's 300. I, uh, Eva I green, Eva green was such a Terrible. badass, and I really enjoyed like how like savage she was, but that, that movie just stinks. Um, watch a couple Sandler's big daddy. Really good. I mean, I already seen it. Uh, anger management. I'd never seen it. I didn't like it. Actually. I just didn't, just didn't vibe with that movie. Didn't care for it much. What, Anchorman? Anger management. Just, oh yeah it's not great i didn't like yeah it. which I, I think a lot of people kind of like ish but uh rewatched grown-ups and i actually upped my rating to 2.5 it was like a one at one point but i actually had fun with grown-ups grown-ups two sucks but grown-ups is fine um groundhog day was pretty good didn't love it three and a half stars uh and then lastly bottle rocket wes anderson's debut finally watched it um i liked it three stars i can see why people really love it it's quirky it's fun um, Owen Wilson, or the, I, I was gonna say Owen Wilson, but I guess the Wilson tri- trip trio because there's all three of them in it. Uh, clearly, just having a great time. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's it. Oh, oh London, uh, London has fallen. Sucked. I guess there's a, if that's a sequel to like Olympus has fallen. Maybe I hate yeah, London has fallen. To Olympus. But like the thing is, when people see I watch shitty movies on Letterbox, just know I'm doing stuff. Like London has fallen. I was not sitting on my couch <laughs> watching <laughs> with my full attention. And if that offends you, I'm sorry. But London has fallen. Absolutely was on this monitor. While I was doing shit on my main monitor. And again, if that makes you sad, then you can unfollow me on Letterboxd. But <laughs> 300 Rise of an Empire didn't get my attention. There's one scene with Eva Green that got my attention. But then right right out the window once again. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Yeah, I watched a few things. I watched uh, The Shining yesterday, which is pretty good. I think I'm going to rewatch that like this weekend. I, I need to. It's really? been a long overdue. I need to watch it again. Uh, I watched The Razor. I watched Dawn of the Dead. I, watched, uh, I finally watched Infinity Pool. Um, kind of like, Mia Goth. 
Oh, man, she's so fucking... Anyway. Uh, Infinity Pool. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would, to be honest. George, what did you give it? I can't remember now. Give it a two and a half. I didn't, I didn't necessarily okay. I, I give it. it a three. I didn't think it did very well. Uh, I think I really enjoyed the first half an hour. Then I was like, this is just not great. Uh, I watched Climax. George, have you seen that? The Gaspar Noe one? I have. Tyler. I thought it was okay. Um, I also watched Titan, which George, I really, really want you to watch because that is amazing. Like even Anna liked it. There's a lot of gore, so she had to turn away. But even she, it's it's so 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 good. I think you'd really like that. Okay. Um, I watched Miami Vice, uh, the the Michael Mann film with Colin Farrell when he has like the long hair and Jamie Foxx. I really like that. Um, as talked to me, as I've talked about before, Inside, A Monster Calls, which obviously George watched and I watched, uh, Couple Bergmans, and then Black Dynamite, which is our, our Patreon review. Um, but yeah, so anyway. Thank you for listening. Uh, this week we'll have some videos. I've seen as we coming out with the Patreon review will be Black Dynamite. Dynamite. Um, so watch that in preparation. If you do, you know, watch them some Monday. Uh, watch that in preparation for the real top, real quick episode. And we'll be also doing a Patreon suggested DreamWorks film review. We're heavily animation themed, it seems, at the minute. Um, so we'll be doing that as well. Um, but as usual, thank you very much for your recent support. Thank you for checking out the Spotify, rating us on there, subscribe to YouTube, as I mentioned earlier. 4K is a massive, massive milestone. We really appreciate that. And uh, Tyler, if you want to shout out the uh, patrons, that would be very much appreciated as well. Yes, sir. We got our special thanks for our executive producers this week Hamish Edwards, Isaiah Via, Zach Graves, Brody Young, Trey Artsy, Cody Whitney, Roco 1.0, Dakota Buckner, Matthew Bradley, Sean Morales, Alexander Biscardi. Dylan Chip, Adam H16, Josh Hines, Jimmy O'Connor, Stefan Johnson, Dean Conamanidis, Will Kim, Luke Deerhog, Reese David, Marcellus, Mac Wells, Remy Walker, Oscar Trinick, Ben Hansey, Ferdinando Ford, Jordan Gag, Seven Mod Jeffy, and Ben Leggy. Shout out to all of you. And that does it for us here today. See you in the next one.